We have ignition sequence start. Short distance, high impact. Five, four, three, two. All engines running. Ten questions with Adam Zwar. Big names, great minds. Make yourself a cup of tea. Liftoff. We have liftoff. Today's interview is with Australian national treasure Gregory Fleet. Fleety, as he's known, is a product of Geelong Grammar and NIDA. His father faked his death when Fleety was a child. You can read about that online. And he's often spoken of his battle with addiction. Fleety went on to become one of Australia's greatest comedians and was a pioneer, perhaps the pioneer, of the hour-long stand-up show in which a funny person talks candidly about a difficult period in their life. Now that type of show is a staple for comedians all over the world. I always worried that Fleety wouldn't get the mainstream recognition he deserved. So it was a relief to see that News International published extracts of his memoir, These Things Happen, which is out now courtesy of Macmillan Australia. It's a compelling, hilarious and dramatic read. I thought this interview taking a train ride with Fleety because he was on a train when I spoke to him. The phone kept cutting out. He offered to do the interview again, but I wanted to preserve the gold you're about to hear rather than get a whole lot of new gold. Just a footnote, in the interview when Fleety talks about the play he wrote, the play's called This Is Not A Love Song and it's been recently performed around the country to rave reviews. As usual, I started off by asking Fleety when he was most happy. Oh, God. That's an interesting question. Um, I don't really know. Look, I, I'm sort of part of me goes, now. I mean, uh, you know, part of me always sort of feels like, you know, now is, is the best, you know, is the best time of, of my life. I mean, I, I, I'm tempted to say now, even though, look, I'm sure, you know, at the end of it, if I look back, I go, that wasn't actually the case. But, um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really unhappy. I'm, you know, I'm usually things are either happening or about to happen. So I'm, I'm usually not, you know, not very bleak. And does the book um, have a certain catharsis attached to it as well? Does that actually um, has that helped you yeah. in some way? Yeah, absolutely. Like I've been saying this to people that um, uh, the best therapy I've ever had was writing the book. Like better than any rehab. Or, therapist or anything that I saw was actually writing the book and having to think, you know, having to ask myself those questions that I'd never really asked myself. And, you know, because if I'd said to people, oh, this happened to me once, or I did this, or I went and did that. So writing it down, having to go into it in depth mm. made me actually think about, you know, how that happened or why it happened. And, and uh, so, yeah, it was actually incredible on that level. It was, um, you know, it was an incredible kind of therapy, which I never intended it to be. It was great. That's right, and and obviously, as you just said, you you, re- you obviously remember things from your past that perhaps you'd you'd forgotten. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, you know, people are always astounded that that you know that I have a memory. You know, people are always like, <laughs> "How did you remember all that?" You know, but um, uh, I don't know. Maybe the the drugs I was taking are not the kind that affect your memory. But I, that was. You know, look, the book only took a couple of months to write, and people are always like, how did you write it in such a short amount of time? But um, I think it was uh, a case of, if I was writing a novel, I think it would probably have taken a lot longer. Mm. Um, because it was, you know, it was stuff that I knew, and it was, you know, things just as simple as, uh, you know, 
it was basically just going like, oh, you know, what about the time you know we went down to Newcastle and did that, or what about the time that this happened? So each day, I you know I was writing like two thousand words a day, which isn't isn't that much, but it was like I'd get up at seven and I'd usually you know start writing around then, and uh, I'd be finished by. 1130 or 12 and um, come the rest of the day to watch movies it's a pretty good it's a good method I might try and follow that actually Um, yeah yeah no it was uh, getting up early and starting is a really good uh, good way to do it yeah yeah Uh, question two who would you like to apologise to and why oh god um just uh, I'll give you a slightly pretentious answer to that. Me um, for not having lived up to you know the potential that I have and the you know the things that I can do and the, you know the um, and what I'm capable of. You know, like you know, I'd like to apologise to people that I've you know kind of abused and it's trust that I've abused and things like that as well, obviously. But on another level, you know. I'd, yeah, I'd like to apologise to myself for um, having kind of let myself down, you know, in, in many ways. You know, like, I, I'm still eternally hopeful and, you know, I like the book's going really well and, you know, who knows, maybe somebody will want to make a film of it. Or I've got a couple of ideas for for series that I am... Um, that I am going to be taking to some people and, you know, for the books to success, they'll be more likely to go, oh, well, he's obviously capable of writing. And mm. uh, who knows, there could be some acting work in it for a certain young man that I know. <laughs> he's, you know he's got some got some moves in that department, got some chops. <laughs> but it's... it's and it's, it's, Muldoon. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, mate, he's... Uh... It's Angus Samson for me, basically. Uh, you know, so you audition and you get close. And who got it? Angus. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, I've had this. Everyone's got one of those people in their lives, you know. Uh, um, yeah, I've known a few people. You know, and, they, and even to me, I go, yeah, they look the same. You know, they, I, I get it. I totally get it. <laughs> But is it with the with the apology stuff? Do you do you feel in a way? And this this isn't meant to. Um, uh, be patronising at all, but do you feel like you're playing catch up? Uh, yeah, in in some in, in some ways, yes, I do. And uh, you know, like last year, I wrote a play, and, and um... okay, so that's when Fleety's train went deeper into the tunnel, and he totally dropped out. Listening back, it was a stupid and totally unrelated question I just asked, and obviously the universe didn't want him to answer it. If you're just going down to the centre of the earth. Um, oh, this is better. This is better. Yeah, we're getting, we've got to be getting close to. Uh, I can see, I can see a light at the end of the tunnel. Oh, there that. You go. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. Yeah. So you did the play, and that was. It was well received, and and it made me realise how much I enjoyed working with other people, and how doing what I'd done, then living the way that I was living, and, and you know using. Uh, using drugs the way I was um, made for you know it worked for stand up in a way because there's no one no one relying on you and no one you know kind of uh, needing you you're just kind of working by yourself but um, yeah doing the play made me realise how much I I missed working with other people and how how much I enjoyed that that sense of camaraderie and also enjoyed the idea of people relying on you and that you have to be there at the same time and you have to, mm. you know, do the right thing and be accountable and all the rest of it, yeah. Because you see yourself reflected back in their eyes. 
Yes, absolutely. And I was saying, like, stand-up can be quite a, you know, it made me realise stand-up can be quite a lonely thing. And uh, working with other people is, you know, it's great. And, and as you said, you can see, you know, yourself reflected back in their eyes. And if you're doing the right thing and, uh, and you know, you've written a nice piece and people are excited about the work, it made me just go, you know, God, I should have been doing this, you know, 20 years ago. Um, <laughs> yeah. But having said that, um, and, you know, I do feel like I'm going to catch up to them. And we lost him again. But it didn't matter. We were getting used to it by now. And when he returned, we picked up the theme of Fleety playing catch-up. You know, while I do feel like I'm playing catch-up, there is also, um, I have this sort of incredible faith in myself to to be able to create, you know, great work. And mm. um, and if I'm doing the right thing, which I am, I, I fully believe that that, will, you know, that follows. And it's almost karmic too, you know, I feel like, when I'm doing the right thing, you know, great stuff happens for me, and it's, it probably is calm, you know, um, and uh, it, it works, and I'm, I'm very happy with it. Question three, what is your greatest regret? Um, well, it would be, it would be letting people down, um, you know, professionally and personally, it would be, uh, and myself, you know, and yet again, it's, it's tied to the thing of not not living up to your potential. Um, uh, that would be that would be a, a, probably the, the greatest regret. And I don't, I don't have a huge amount of regrets in my life, um, but but one of them would certainly be not having lived up to you know what I see as my potential and and, and you know really showing people what I'm capable of doing. I mean, you know, I have with some people just not to. No, I want people fawning over me. I want everybody fawning over me. <laughs> yeah, as they should be. Yeah, exactly. You know, once I've, once I've busted out the fleeting magic, people just freak out. In a perfect world, and if, you know, if there hadn't been yeah. the drugs and, and everything, what where would Fleety be? I probably would have done a lot more acting. Yeah. Um, you know, like I, I find it's only in the last couple of years that I feel I've finally got my head around acting. And... Mm. Um, and for me, it was it was just try, you know, it was, it was just making making them more like me, you know, using my voice and mm. using my, you know. But um, I probably would have done a lot more of that. I mean, I, I was, you know, I certainly had opportunities. I went to NIDA and did all that stuff, and um, I was in uh, I was in the same year as Basil Lerman and Catherine Clements, and wow. um, you know. So probably, you know, probably would have done a lot more of that, but uh, but I'd still be, you know, in the same in the same field, you know, like writing and, and acting and you know comedy. I mean, there's a lot of the comedy stuff, you know, in some ways came out of of um, you know me taking drugs and me, you yeah. know, uh, in that situation. So looking, you know, in some ways, you know, I I um, you know I benefited from it on a on a lower level. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's uh, you know. What does Nora Ephron say? It's all copy. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. Uh, what, a question four is, what will you still need to do to feel you've lived a satisfactory life? Create at least three undeniably, three more undeniably great pieces of art that, that stand the test of time. That uh, I don't know, maybe this book is one of them. I, I don't know. But, you know, like, mm. 
two or three things that you know, I'd love a play to be one of them or a film script or a TV series. I've got a couple of ideas for those things at the moment. And, um, you know, just just create, you know, leave a couple, leave a legacy for my daughter or whatever, you know, so that, mm. that um, you know, people can go, rather than people going, oh, he was that guy that could have done all this stuff, you know. Mm. Um, you know, I want people to go, you know, he, oh, wow, you know, your dad was the guy who did this, you know, and... Uh, mm. You know, that's, you know, that's kind of, that's what I'd really like, is to leave behind something, you know, incredible that, you know, that other people can, can either do, you know, if it's a play or something like that, or, or at least, you know, if it's a film or a TV thing, you know, watch and, and get uh, get great enjoyment from, you know. Um, and, and, you know, I feel I'm one of the, one of the things I reckon I, uh, you know, I, I'm quite good at is casting things. I, um, mm. I, Oh God, I love the idea of writing something and, and having a hand in, in because I, you know, I'd often write things with people in mind, you know, helping, helping to cast it as well, and you know, have this incredible cast of people doing this incredible piece of work, and just go, ah, oh, that's just heaven yeah. to me. That's absolutely heaven. You know, it's conducting an orchestra. I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love, I love how uh, it's. You've got three things that you need to do. It's just spoken yeah. like a true comedian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one's not enough and two's too weird. You know, four's <laughs> like too many. So, yeah, yeah I'm, I am actually obsessed with the number three, so that's probably, you know, it's pretty, but you're right, it is that comedian thing of threes as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Um, yeah it's like you know, it's a, a hat. A jumper and a punch in the face. <laughs> you know, so the third one's different. What the hell? <laughs> and the, the third one is just is just just piece of left field genius, and then and then you top it by dying, like you know, at the age of ninety seven. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, question five: Who is the person who most influenced you, and how? Hmm. Um. Well, I would say, uh, look, in some ways, there's three people. Um, uh, Nick Enright had a huge impact on me, even though we didn't ever really do that much work together. He was the head of the acting course when I did first year at NIDA. Um, I, I just found him a remarkably influential person and someone who I, I um I'm talking about this in the book, I, I let down horribly and never had the opportunity to to, you know, repay his faith in me or whatever. But um how, how did you do uh, that? How did you let him down? Oh just 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 by you know, taking drugs and, and being a, a bit of a dismal failure at night, you know, rather than actually living up to my potential. But um and, you know, I used to see it in his eyes. He had these beautiful eyes, you know, but I'd see this, 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 this kind of disappointment and confusion, really, I think, too. The people that I've really admired in my life, like, this, you know, him, Tony Martin, the, the comedian. I yeah. mean, I love Tony Martin, the actor as well, but Tony Martin, the comedian, um, and a friend of mine in London, Stuart Lee. Oh, um, wow, yeah. Another, another friend of mine in London, Simon Pegg, who I used to live with, who did all the... Yeah. Like, um... Thing over the ditch on bed and stuff. But, um, I'm the poor man's. A... I'm the poor man's Simon Pegg. Ah, yeah. Ah, uh, good. Well, I've did. I just did an Australian zombie film, so I'm kind of you and I. I could be the, the poor man's Nick Cross. <laughs> um, but uh, 
uh, Nick Frost actually gave me a quote for the book, which was that the most important thing he's ever done in his life is being in my book. (laughs) 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 But but people like that, uh, that I've really admired and they've had a huge impact on my life, they have this thing where they don't, it's almost like they don't understand people not living up to their potential and they Mm -hmm. can't, in some ways they can't be around people who are wasting their own time and their own potential. Like they, they, you know, I know there were times where, you know, I, I would drive Tony Martin or, or, or Stuart Lee insane because they'd be thinking, you, you're incredible. You've got this incredible ability mm. and you're pissing it away. You know, whereas, you know, a lot of people who are highly successful don't have anywhere near that much ability, but they, you know, they work hard and they focus and they get yeah. things done. Whereas, you know, you've got this this great opportunity and you're just, you know, and, and it would kill them. You know, you'd see it in their eyes, this this uh, this thing where they just didn't, you know, they, they couldn't get their head around it. They're like, you know, God, you know, to, to have that ability and, and and not use it is, it's almost an insult to them, you know. So yeah. those are the people that, that, you know, I've actually learned a lot from, you know, even though it was kind of through negativity in a way, but they're the people I've learned a hell of a lot from and, and uh who inspired me a great deal. Well, they think it's contagious. Oh, and you, and you. Oh, and me. <laughs> <laughs> um, th- those people, those successful people think that uh, it's a, it's contagious. They're worried they're going to catch it. Um, <laughs> You're going to catch failure. <laughs> What's wrong? Oh, I caught failure from Fleety. <laughs> no, you, know, you know, the good life perhaps. Question six, Fleety. When was the last time you cried and why? Um, it was not that long ago. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was watching the movie, or that may have been listening to the music. Uh, it was. It was listening to music. It was only about a week ago. I find that, um, you know, when I'm clean, I, I'm obviously, well, not obviously, but it's one of the things I think cleans you're a lot more emotional than you are when, you, when you're using it, you yeah. get very cold emotionally. But when I'm clean, I, I get very emotional. It's almost like I'm making up for lost time. So I get, you know, I cry at, you know, tissue commercials on TV and stuff. But <laughs> I was um, listening to, there was a couple of songs by the, um, the Pretenders that I heard, and they reminded me of my daughter. And I, I immediately... Um, yeah, sent them to her on uh, sent them to her on Messenger and said, you know, you got to listen to this. She's only she's thirteen, but, you know, I don't. She probably hasn't even listened to them yet. But I was like, you know, listen to these. They remind me of you, and they really did. And they, they yeah, I teared up. You know, I was going, oh, yeah. wow. One of them, one of them was um, I'll stand by you, which is uh, yeah. it's almost a bit of a cliche, but um, but you know, it's just a beautiful song. And you know, a song called Kids, both yeah, both written by Chris and Ryan, and uh, yeah, the great rock and roll chick. But, um, yeah. yeah. So that was the last time. It, was, it wasn't that long ago. And, um, and you know, it was, I didn't cry for long. I'm a fucking bloke. So I pulled up. I went, oh, hang on. What the hell is this all about? Oh, no, something in my eye. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I did ask a similar question to someone the other day, and he just kept on saying, I had a lot of beers the night before. I, you know, he just, <laughs> he just couldn't come to terms with the fact that he'd cried yeah. unwillingly. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I wasn't, yeah, yeah. I'll be right. <laughs> <You're>, <laughs> um, it's, it's question seven. What is your current state of mind? 
a little bit fearful. Um, in that I've got this slight sense of, um, you know, uh, you know, things do look like, you know, they, they're going well, and you know, the book's going well, and I've got, you know, these other ideas for things, and um, but I, I sometimes get this feeling that, you know, I have to pay for my crimes, and that, you know, that, yeah. that you know, something bad's going to happen, but. Look, generally, I find if I'm doing the right thing, incredible things happen for me. It's almost instant karma. Like, I do the right thing and work and opportunities and love, you know, fall out of the sky and land in my lap. I do the wrong thing and just as quickly and just, you know, things just disappear, you know? And, yeah. Um, so I think as long as I keep doing the right thing, things will be all right. But there is a slight sense of apprehension at the moment where I'm going, oh, you know, you know I, I, yeah, uh, Question eight is: What do you consider your greatest achievement? Um, you know, I mean, it's a cliche, but on on one level, my daughter. You know, obviously, yep. as far as you know, she's a, she's a remarkable young woman. So uh, there's that on, on on that level. But as far as work goes, um, possibly even this book. You know, I, I tend to be, you know, more focused on the most recent thing is usually the thing that I love the most. But um, I think this book is it's pretty, uh, it's pretty good and pretty honest and and pretty, a pretty new take on a lot of those issues. But um, uh, I'm really happy with the play that we did last year, which we're doing again um, early next year in a couple of places. Um, so yeah, I was thrilled with that. That was, in fact. You know, possibly that as as my my greatest achievement. I also wrote a um, a TV series that uh, Ted Robinson That's made, right. um, which was buried by Channel Ten, but which had great people in Adam Hills and Alan Barrow and Karen Branch and Stephen Gates and me and um, Bill Hunter. It was one of the last things Bill Hunter did. Wow. Um, he had a really small part in that, but I was really happy with that. So. Yeah, you know, and a lot of it's been more recent stuff. Fine, you know, that, that a lot of the stuff I'm the happiest with has been quite recent, so that's good. That's good because you, you want to be seen to be doing just as good a stuff as you've always done, or perhaps better yeah, as possible. Yeah, just so you're as good as your last thing, or whatever, you know. Like, um, so yeah, I guess there is a you know, there is a degree to which you want to you want to keep up in. You know, you want to be better than you've been before and stuff like that. And uh, but I really believe in that stuff, and I really believe it's, it's quite doable. You know, mm. I think I'm kind of glad. You know, maybe I'm quite stupid, but I'm glad. You know, if I am, I'm glad because I hate to be doubting. You know, I hate to. I've never had writer's block or or you know got to a point where I went, oh, I can't think of anything, I can't do anything. You know, mm. the only times I've been like that have been when I've been taking a lot of drugs. But if I'm not, I tend to be really clear. That's great. That's yeah. really good. Um, the question nine is: Who would you like? Who would you want on your side in a battle, and why? Um, I would like uh, Lawrence Mooney um, because he and I have a, a very similar. Um, a very similar approach in some ways. I mean, in other ways, it's very different. I think that's what draws us together. But we have a similar approach to life. But I'm also seeing him go off, and uh, he can bring it. The moon he can bring it if it gets mm. if it gets ugly. He's one of those guys who grew up with lots of brothers, so he's not afraid of being punched. 
No. Whereas I'm like sort of, oh, you hit me in the money maker. <laughs> you, you brute. But it was <laughs> it was funny the other day. I had to do this thing for Movember, which I know it's not November. It's not November yet, but it was. Yeah. Um, shooting something, and so it was Mooney and I going around in a car, and um, I, he, we're talking about. It's all about being a man and everything. And um, I said, yeah, I've always... It's not like I, I didn't have a strong father. I had a strong father, but I'm almost addicted to finding father figures or people who to, to look up to. And he's yeah. and he said, he agreed. And I said, who do you look up to? And he said, Fleety. He said, he, he said he's the tribal elder of, of, uh, of comedy. <laughs> oh, that's sweet. Yeah. Is there, so hopefully that makes the cut, mate. I, I'm not in charge, but yeah. <laughs> That's uh, that's fantastic. He said to me this year that he was disappointed that he didn't win the. Uh, he was nominated for the big award in Melbourne for the, the yeah. comedy festival, and he didn't win it. But he said he was disappointed that he didn't win it because he wanted to thank me in speech, which I was very touched by. Then it drops out again, just as we're bathing in moony love. But the signal came back in time for question ten. Mate, the last question is: What would you like your last words to be? I would like my last words to be, when do we start? <laughs> That's perfect, <laughs> that buddy. Would be, that would be my last words. I, yes, I think that's, uh, that's what I would like them to be. Um, or uh, or something like, oh, that gun's not loaded. We have ignition sequence start. Short distance, high impact. Five, four, three, two. All engines running. Ten questions with Adam Zwar. Big names, great minds. Make yourself a cup of tea. Liftoff. We have liftoff. 